0: Welcome to another episode of Nugget Junction. When I say episodes, I mean road trips to where we are today. I am Linda Miteo. I am your host for today. And we do have a co-host joining us today. My daughter, the lovely Shamil. Shamil Jaunet, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Hello, I'm Shamil and I'm Linda's daughter, of course. And I am 17 years old, and I'm still in high school, so it's great to be here right now and to experience this.
0: Amazing. Thank you, Shamil. Thank you, Crankston. Now, with us, beg your pardon, we have the lovely Salam. Salam, welcome to Nugget Thank Junction. Thanks very much. Appreciate that. Maybe you can
2: also introduce yourself, say a word or two. Yeah, well, my name is Salam Tegan. I'm from, uh, originally from Ethiopia. I came to Australia in 2003, and it's been, you know, a difficult journey through, you know, Ethiopia, then Kenya as refugees at the time, and luckily we had the opportunity to come to Australia, which was really great. So I've been here for the last 20 years. I've done my education here as well, my employment here um, in Perth. I haven't lived in other other states, but I've travelled in other states. Amazing well, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. We have our new co-host
0: for the episode for the Junction today who is my darling daughter Shamil yeah. and there's a basis as to why Shamil is here today. Shamil what, why are you here today at Nugget Junction?
1: I'm here today as I want to um, get like experience with um, the media. Side of things um you know as I'm hoping to do it for a career um yeah and I'm really like it was perfect that it worked out like this of course because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do for a very long time until recently you know at school they're telling you like figure out what you want to do how you're going to get there whatever I thought I wanted to do nursing I tried nursing wasn't my thing So, my mum actually has been telling me for a long time, like, what about, like, media studies and mass communications and stuff of that nature? And I was like, yeah, you know, I listened to her, but I was like, yeah, I'm not sure. But then I really thought about it and I was like, I do want to do this. So, yeah, today is just a bit of experience gaining and, yeah. That's That's great.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Well, beautiful. That is pretty much on point, um... Shamir, do you want to let us know where you're at right now with your studies, with life, or what, you, what your forecast is after school?
1: So, I am planning on going to uni after school. Um, I'm actually in my last term of school right now. I have about well seven weeks left. Wow, daunting. After 12 years of my long schooling, and it's coming to an end. And, yeah, I'm hoping to go to uni next year. Um, obviously studying like media, maybe broadcasting. That's great. That sort of thing. And um, yeah.
0: Great. Uh, Is that uh, scary, daunting, you know, being in like the last weeks of oh, your it's scary. school? It's <laughs> You know, that's everything you've yeah, ever known? For sure. Because
1: I, yeah. I was always thinking, I was like seeing my cousins graduating and all that. And I'm like, lucky, lucky them. Uh-huh. Obviously, school's not the best always but i like school i really do like school so leaving's sad and seeing the people you know that you've known for so long and i know things are going to be different but i'm also willing to embrace it because i like that it's
0: you know a new journey amazing beautiful yeah. amazing
2: well any advice miss salem to our daughter here shamil oh gosh you're taking me back to my university days especially as an rn Right. My bachelors of science in nursing as well. Nice. Um, I didn't want to be a nurse. I it never crossed my mind either. Nice. I wanted to be a lawyer. I had set wow. up in my mind that I was gonna create a law firm. Nice. Be a criminal lawyer and be Big a judge. Yeah. And give other people opportunities of employment with the business ventures that I would start. Amazing. But there was concerns of, you know, um not being able to find employment when I came here at the time because of racial discrimination and there was no diversity, and ec- you know, equal opportunity as there is now. So this is where I say to you, it's really great that you've got a supportive family, especially supportive mum, to, let you know, give you that confidence to move on to other areas of your own interest. Yeah. Sure. So I say go for it to make sure you enjoy what you do. Yeah. If you don't like it, reassess, you know, because especially at university level, mm-hmm. um, no one is going to make you do your work. You know, you're an adult university expects you to do the yes. work that is expected. Yeah. you grow up pretty quick, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It changes you as you are in your responsibilities and your needs. But m- enjoying what you do, I think, is the biggest blessing you would need. So I think sure, yeah. you're on the right track from the sound of it. Yeah. And, you know, be consistent, be passionate. Sure. Yep. And when you need time out, have time out so you don't burn out. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. what I would say. Yeah. True, true. To my younger self as well
1: for the advice yeah sure that was good advice yeah definitely. yeah um it's also good to like know that you can change your mind like once you start something you don't have to stick it out you if don't you really don't like it there's nothing worse than you know yeah. staying in it for day, the sake of yeah or people's like opinions yeah and stuff like that influencing you yeah
2: and I think it's important that our parents, especially when you come from a, a CALD community yes. or ethnic community, yes, that families should be okay with you chain, making certain changes. Yes. Because if you're not comfortable in that role that you are in, it's really difficult to move on or move forward, either be education, either be employment. Exactly. So being versatile in certain angles is very important. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. For sure. I mean,
0: for me growing up, um, you know, education was instilled upon us. Um, I am very fortunate that my parents were not the ones who drill it so much into you to a point where you're feeling the pressure to do it for the sake of the parents. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, they do want you to succeed. They do want a better life for you. And where I'm coming from, uh, being first generation or second generation Africans in Australia, you know, education is the one that gets you there, you know, growing Absolutely. up in Africa, there's very little chances of succeeding, you know, in comparison to the Western life we live, you know. You you can do any job and you're still living comfortably compared to, you know, um, our upbringing in Africa. So I, I have got that same background and I'm instilling that in my daughter where I, can I am that. not necessarily pressuring her to... You must go to uni. You must know what you want by now. She's still a kid, you know. what? At the end of the day, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing in life and I just obviously (laughs) went with it and other doors opened to another. And at the end of the day, I mean, you succeed. Success is what you see in you, you know. I have raised a child on my own. I have travelled. I've built houses. I have got this now. And nobody ever pressured me to certainly follow a certain path. So I do try to advise my daughter, please, whatever you do, it has to come from your heart and let time also get you there. Mm -hmm. Things do happen in time. Mm -hmm. Just have an idea of what your talents are. Mm -hmm. Touch base on your talents and you'll never feel like you're working a day in your life. So I do wish you the best in your dreams. Thank you. Me knowing you as your mom, I know you're so talented in many ways. I feel you are very suited in this game, in this area. I mean, today's world, we have social media, we have all avenues that can get you to that area that you want to be at as far as, you know, media and mass communications, as you said, Mm -hmm. compared to back when I started, you know, it was so one-sided, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, um, I know you like many – I know you're a girl of many talents. I know you're so nice. You've got good hands, if I can put it that way. Yes. You know, when it comes to beauty or hair or yeah. even nursing, you've got the brains for that. Smart child. So it's up to you which direction you do take. Definitely. So in saying that, yes, I've been blessed to open doors in that regard to get you to hopefully where you want to go. Sure. And yeah. that beautiful. also makes me proud as a mum. That's just beautiful to
2: witness. It yeah. is, it oh. is. So,
0: yeah. Salem, what, what do you have to... What about your story? You if you can elaborate more on how you got here. You did mention that, you know, you came in from a refugee background. Predominantly nugget junction is for Africans in diaspora who we welcome here on this couch to tell your story Mm -hmm. of how you got to where you are now from a refugee to an amazing businesswoman in all sorts of different backgrounds. You're doing exceptionally well for yourself. Let us know how you got here, please.
2: Gosh, I don't even know where to start. Um, Sometimes looking back, it does overwhelm me.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Because,
2: you know, when you're so passionate, you're driven, you are consistent. Time just flies. Yeah, it does. We were sitting here talking about you know, your schooling and what you'd like to do. Yes. This is the same conversation I was having with my family. Mm. I just feel like yesterday, yeah. and here we're talking a different chapter of my life. Yes. And I'm telling you, it goes so quick. You've got to make the most out of it and really challenge yourself to get yes, to where you true. need to be. So as for me, well, you know, I come from an Ethiopian-Eritrean background, from East Sub-Saharan Africa. Nice. Um, we had a beautiful life back home. My dad was a, you know, sports uh, com- commissioner. Nice. My mom was an accountant. Nice. Came from a very big family. Yes. But due to the political division and all the issues that was current at the time, a number of us were displaced. Wow. But this is in... Nineteen, ninety-five. Yeah, I'd say it's about the nineties when all yeah. that was happening. So the Ethiopians, you know, some of them went to Sudan, some of them went to Uganda, some of them went to Kenya, so neighboring countries yes. took us in and you know, we were processed to either by the United Nations, of course. Yes, of course. Under the humanitarian visa to be sent to either, you know, Europe, Old America, Americas. Canada. Yeah, you Australia know, everywhere so we, Yeah. Where all the diasporas are right now. Exactly. But we needed to be patient throughout that journey, and luckily for us it was a little less than five years. Nice. And you know, obviously. You mean in a refugee camp? We luckily were not in a refugee camp. We were in the capital city. Amazing. Um, In Nairobi? In Nairobi. Very nice. So I learnt my schooling there. I started off back home first, obviously. But, you know, I continued schooling in Kenya. Picked up, you know, my English and Swahili itself.
0: Ah, nice. So yeah, you speak a bit of some Swahili? Bit, something special.
2: In, yeah. Shamil, you speak a bit of Swahili? <laughs> do you, you know, know say Jumbo, Nafanyaji, yes. Hey. Absolutely. We have Miss Nairobi in the house. I'm I like that. I'm telling you, definitely. Always, yeah. my root always is with you. I love that. Forever that's nice. will be. Because that's, that's where nice. I grew up. You know? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So peace of view is always there. I'm with connected like you wouldn't believe. I love that. Yeah. And um, we came here in 2004. You know, there were challenges, obviously, that we faced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially when you see your parents struggling through challenges that they had never experienced, but you also had to be strong, yeah, so that you don't make them sad from being sad from what you're seeing. So uh, that's one thing that I can't forget is to see how courageous my parents were in trying to to be strong throughout that journey was incredible. Yeah. So I grew up and I matured at a very early stage because of the situations that we experienced. Nice. And that made me who I am today. You know, where I've achieved a lot of things because, you know, they say time is the essence of the hour. Exactly. It is. You know, and that's the kind of life we've had to leave, not knowing where we're going and what's going to happen. So you make an opportunity. Exactly. And you make it work. Exactly. And you make it work right now. Exactly. Not tomorrow. No, no, you gotta do something. You don't now. know what's going to yeah. happen. Exactly. And that you makes know a lot of sense. absolutely. And I learned a lot from my from my parents, so we came here, luckily things worked out, we were initially meant to go to the US, but that didn't work out, but it was the best thing, because there's no country like Australia, I would say. I love that. You know, we're blessed to be exactly. here. Exactly. And, you know, it's made the family journey um enjoyable, so, you know, we all started, you know, life here, my parents started working, I started going to school, finished my high school, then finished <coughs> going to university. I wanted to be a lawyer, but that wasn't, you know, what family feasible at the time. Or? Just in case, yeah, you know. So then I, you know, my family said, "Why don't you become a doctor?" And I said, "Look, you know, I could become a doctor, but let me try something closer to medicine, pharmacy, or nursing. Makes just, sense. you know, yeah, just it makes sense. Touch based exactly the cause. So I, I said, "Look, I'll just do nursing. See how it goes. If it goes well, great. We go ahead with it. Happy days. Exactly." So I went with nursing, did my nursing degree, enjoyed it. It was my oh wow, definitely my thing. My personality, you know, was just being yeah. in it. I did really well. I was quite successful in being a nurse and doing my post grad, doing education. I worked in every area of nursing that you could ever imagine. Oh, is that right? That was to prepare me to end up in medicine, of course. But then halfway through all this, you know, m- my heart was calling me towards the legal aspect of things. Oh, there's a lawyer coming through. Yes. <laughs> For, you know, a lawyer knows he exactly. or she is a lawyer from the beginning. I'm telling you. Because of the rights of other people. Oh, nice. You, know, you like want to really maintain and yes. take care of the rights of others, especially like when that. their rights are taken from them. Wow, I like that. So that was one of my reasons because of my humanitarian uh, uh, experience being a refugee. Of I've course, I've seen connection. so much yeah. the rights being taken away from people. Wow. That's because the circumstances they were in being displaced. Wow. So sad. So I said, I want to be able to give people the opportunity to have their rights given back to them. I like that. So in my head as a little girl, I saw that as me being a lawyer and doing it that way. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to follow the no. law path. No. it's it, long like as you're you giving said, back. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, I said, okay, great. Well, then in this case... And then I started doing you know, a lot of community development where I became a community ambassador, a community leader. You know, nice. the titles just yeah, became just so many. You I know, like that. I <laughs> one day just went into… you your collar, girl. Oh, I'm <laughs> telling you. That's nice. big time. That's nice. And I was invited to an emotional intelligence um, seminar and that's when, you know, to- talking about how important it is For us to understand what emotional intelligence is and how much we actually need Mm. to apply it in our personal life, Mm. working life, relationships, and our business lives as well, because it was a topic that really opened my heart. Mm -hmm. So I said, "Hang on a minute, this is something that I really need to take inwards, even for my own patients. Mm -hmm. When I'm giving them that treatment, I can't allow for my emotions to to get in. Yes, you know what I mean." So it was a great seminar. That's when I was picked up to be in a leadership role, as a director. Oh, of you were relations. actually picked up from from what they that, saw yes, in you. That's yeah. amazing. That means you're well, definitely. I don't know, but to, you know, know f- for me, all I knew was and helping. talented. Yeah, exactly. You know?
0: It has to come from inside, within you. Otherwise, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna work. Yeah, and
2: that's and that's my upbringing. I thank yeah. my family for that. Yeah. Um, it was a journey, but you know it. Gave me the opportunity to be in different roles. I was a you know a public relations uh, advisor, you know consultant. That was that's been the main role for me because I'm really good with people. I love people. People love me. I like that. And I bring people together. I like that. I don't like. In you know, any particular person, feeling as though they're on their own. Wow. And if I see you on your own, I will come up to you and say, Hey, how are you going? Wow. You know, my name is Salam. What are you up like to? That. What are you doing here? Yeah. You know, it, have you got family? Because a lot yeah. of diasporas here come here. And don't have family or friends. It's true, you know. And a lot of us don't greet each other. We have forgotten each other's exactly. Cultures. We have,
0: and, I- and you assume everyone is fine, doing their own thing, living their own Absolutely. life. Absolutely, you know. You don't check up on each other. No, everyone is so caught up in their own lives.
2: Exactly, they forget
0: that there are some people, even though they are in their diaspora, they're still going through it.
2: Definitely, and, and they for need me time to
0: settle in and so
2: on and so forth. For sure, and that's one of the things that, as a clinician, I see that in the hospital base where, you know, I see a lot of patients come in and they have no family, they are on a visa, they've lost their job, they don't have family and friends. Wow! And I think to myself, how am I going to make an impact? Yes. Outside of my main career, when I'm out in the community, I like that. And this is the way my journey began: supporting communities come together, um, supporting each other. Coming into different communities and getting to know one yes, another yes. and having that stigma or shame or whatever it may be to be lifted. Exactly. So I said, Well, then maybe I will be that light. Exactly. I will pass through and bring the like love, that love. I know? like
0: that. That's amazing. Yeah. No, seriously. And you naturally have it in you. You know, just as soon as you walk through the door, you. you radiate, oh, you're yes. a people person. Truly, the humanitarian is depicted in you. Okay. The way you hold yourself, your character, the way you're – I can see you touching bases in so many different community organisations and I admire you
2: for that. Thank you. Amazing. Oh my dear. It Amazing. means a lot. It really does. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, not easy. No. It's a w- as a one woman to be in so many different areas of, you know, involvement, it's yeah. not easy. But I enjoy it and that's the thing. When you enjoy what you do, you can fly and no one's yes. going to stop you from that. Sure. So I say, you go, girl.
1: I wanted to ask, like, is there any specific experiences that, like, has taught you the most valuable lesson that you know today?
2: Oh, look, there has been a lot. Um, I think, for me personally, it's me going into nursing, which I love and I've loved and I forever will, and I am who I am because of that. But deep down it makes me feel like, oh, you know, how about if I pursued law, you know, but then this is where... You know, before I would regret it sometimes and I will be like, no, maybe this is not the way it should have been. Yeah. It could have been this way, it could have been that way. Because yeah. the only focus I had was in making sure that people's rights were not, you know, taken from them nice. or they were not abused or misused. That's right. You know, because we experienced it. Mm. So I knew how it felt. So the experiences that I went through my nursing journey made me who I needed to be to maybe continue, you know, pursuing or yeah. thinking about Maybe that we need to get into into a law degree at some stage, you know, and that's what I will end up doing at some nice. stage later in the
0: future. So the inkling or the niche for you to just be a lawyer is still in in you. Yeah, definitely. You
2: Even just to n- understand the legalities around yes. law itself. I like it's that. It's just fantastic to have. Yes, yes. Because it, it gives you a confidence in a different way. I like that. And those two together have really shaped me out to be who I am. And the other, I would say, would be being involved in different communities, and people thinking if I had a hidden agenda, or you know, if Ooh, you get that, do you? You do. People thinking you have if, a if, if hidden if you're agenda. Every, if you're everywhere, yeah. Ne- not necessarily does that mean you have an agenda of any sort, but ah. when you want to, when people don't understand your background of where you come from and right. where you've come from, exactly your intentions are completely different. Exactly. And this is where we need to start talking to each other a little bit more. I like that. And this is where I try and bring that love in and sprinkle the journeys, everyone's journeys in. And so far, it's brought me to amazing places. Amazing. That's good. And, um, yeah, here we are today. I'm also a union representative, a union official. Nice. And that's where the whole rights thing comes in, you know, workers' rights. And that's really opened my eyes into pursuing... Other things that's great and a blessing I' would say, yeah, I can imagine I mean yeah.
0: being a union rep, how do
2: you help people? How do you help others? Well look, a union representative or an official is a member of a union organization that is you know all about workers' rights, workers' condition, you know are they in a safe working condition? are there issues to do with their current working condition? Is there misuse of power within providers? Um, you know, is there abuse? Is there workplace injury? Is there yes. emotional, psychosocial injury? Yes. Um, you know, how do you handle incorrect payment, oh, your wow. wages? And you know, we are the voice and the vessel. Yeah. In order to support, I guess our members, from you know transitioning from one point to another. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> where were you when I needed you? <laughs>
0: If only God I'll knew say that because
2: <laughs> literally go on. A couple
0: of years ago, to be honest, I will I will dictate the story. Sure. <laughs> I was fired from my job. <laughs> if, if I knew I would have been in a heartbeat. And to be honest, I, I, I did have a union representative, you know, um fight for my rights. Obviously, that went nowhere because it, he was useless. And at the end of the day, I did decide to just take the payment and walk out because I felt like I had given that company Eight good years of my life. Oh, absolutely. Literally, I was I was the one that would call when to be, things needed to be sorted out. <laughs> you know, I was literally in different departments. You were departments. the confident one who would get I was it the done. Com- I was the face yeah. of the company, you know what I mean? I yeah. did everything from reception duties to um, claims to insurance to workers' compensation. You are all-rounder. I was an all-rounder, to be honest. and. Obviously, I was there for a long time, meaning I was doing something right. But when it comes to workplace bullying, after eight years of taking it and biting my tongue, obviously, at the time, I'm raising my daughter. I'm thinking I need financial aid. You know, I just have to go with it, you know, for the sake of, you know, um, supporting my child, bills, and so on and so forth. Long story short, I had enough. And I literally told my boss everything from the beginning to the end of what I think and oh, how wow. it was unfair and, you know, the position I'm in. And I feel like she felt disrespected or maybe nobody has ever stood up, you know, to her. To yeah. her. And when I say that, I was by no way rude or, or or disrespectful. I said what I had to say from my heart. Yep. Yep. And even after that, while I was walking out, I still apologized. Me, she should have apologized to me. Did you have a union rep at
2: the right? At the I floor? had a union, or union did rep. Did they come in later? from the start?
0: I've been paying that the union fees
2: since the start of well, my see, employment. The, the way that things have gone is not correct.
0: Well, this is why I bring this up because yeah. I felt like I was unfairly dismissed. But look at me now, all good. You know? It, be a it in was disguise. a blessing in disguise. In saying that, uh, like yeah. I said, I've always walked my journey, and I've always walked it in faith, and yeah. and, and I know there's always better out, okay. uh, to come. Maybe it was, maybe it was way overdue, and this is how it happened. But have you faced a situation or a client where they have been unfairly dismissed, and they do have a, a, a right in what they are
2: claiming? but you have probably helped them? Or oh, look, absolutely. The first example is your own because, you know, as union officials, we support and we're there with you and make you understand the issues that you're experiencing yeah. shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Right? And there's many stories. Unfair dismissal. Yes. Sexual harassment. Whoa. That's um, too much. You know, misconduct and misbehaviour. Wow. You know, all these are the main things that, that, that you do face in your... With. Yeah. And a lot of our people, when I say our people, I mean, you know, there's the diasporas of, of, the, thir- of the third world countries. This includes Arabs, you know, Africans. Yes. It includes Asians. Exactly. All of us, we yes. don't, you know, not all do we have the confidence to speak or find someone that we can relay this information to. Yes. And yes. as a union official, you know, there's the fear of losing your job if you don't speak about this matter with a union official Or family, a friend, and by the end of the day, there's rights that the employer needs to meet by the Fair Work Commission. Exactly, it's 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 a must. It's non-negotiable. Exactly, Uh, you know that is
0: what is the criteria of your of your position as a rep.
2: And we are meant to be holding your hands to support you through these circumstances, situations, and this is where you know I can um, interchangeably use my skill sets. From like my nursing, I like the union, that. the community, like lea- the whole community thing. Community leading. Do you know someone. what I mean?
0: I like that. They but all came into play. Or they do from time to time. Oh, your I life experiences. You. It's like I have a
2: toolbox and I've got different tools that I can interchangeably use I like for different that. people with like different that. issues like like to that. support them in what journey that they're facing. I like that. So my thing is, this is why we should all come together and really talk about our issues. I know there's privacy, confidentiality yes. issue where we come from, yes. and there's shame,
0: there's stigma. Yes. You know, will they think of me? Or why should I speak up? You know, this could happen to me, and that will happen to me if I yeah. do whistleblowing. Is everyone faces, you know. Yeah, you're yeah. You're, you're made to. You
2: but know. You know, there's a solution for this, and the solution is find someone that you know is private, is confidential, means well, and means what they say, and say what they mean, yeah, yeah, and yeah, go yeah, to yeah. them. I yeah, have already yeah, opened yeah. my arms to anyone that needs Not me like out that. there. My hands are open. We can talk That's about anything. Nice. You can hold me accountable to my own confidentiality. And if we have that in our communities, I think we could solve a lot of problems, especially misunderstandings, and especially feeling lost because we've come from a different country. Yes. You know, and we're trying to establish a life here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: There is issues in homes that I have heard, I have seen, and we can do this together.
0: So for those who are watching and they do want to reach out to you for that
2: help, how can they reach you? Um, I've got multiple social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm currently working out on a website. Nice. I've also got TikTok. Nice. So it's simply put my first name and my surname, which is Salam Tegan. That's S-E-L-A-M for Mary. Surname is T-E-G-E-G-N for Nelly. It's, it's as simple as Salam Tegan. You can find me even on Google. There's all the information's out on there.
0: Well, we'll we'll have your credentials on the um on the show Thank on you. the screen for all our viewers if they need to reach you. But um, yeah, it was a pleasure having you here. Thank you, um, Shamil. Do you have anything else you want to say as far as your career, okay, your ask. your your studies upcoming? I'm just curious, why are you veering away from the nursing that you initially thought? Because obviously we have two people here on the couch. One is a I, I, is a, uh, a nurse, enrolled nurse, correct? Regist- Regist- registered Regist- nurse. She's a full nurse, registered nurse, beg your pardon. That's okay. And we have one who thought of doing nursing. Which area of nursing were you looking into, in, uh, to get into initially?
1: Um, it wasn't specifically like nursing, like in the hospital, type of nursing so basically I wanted to do cosmetic nursing right and obviously with cosmetic you're working with injectables and all that sort of stuff so you have to be a registered nurse in order to become a cosmetic nurse. Correct. So my initial direction was cosmetic nursing um, and then last year in year 11 of high school I did a cert 3 in, i think it was health service assistance. and then mm. this year i was going to do a cert 4 in what's it called nursing preparation so that it would take me straight to um uni, to uni. A, Yep, an atar so um i did it for the year it wasn't really my thing of course but i was like i'll stick it out you know yeah good job
0: i like you for that
1: it can it can yeah. take me somewhere. that's resilience
2: that's resilience yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you I know stuck not it quitting out.
1: yep i eventually i did all my work um and then i thought and i was like i don't know because i was thinking i was like when i actually do this like for real like am i gonna like this am I yes gonna enjoy exactly it?
2: or you're yeah. just pushing it for the That's sake it's a good of question too very yeah. good question And it's
1: like when i was younger i thought i wanted to be a nurse or a doctor or something because like yeah i liked helping people yeah, and yeah. i thought it was sweet and but i think it just wasn't my thing yeah and i also i also had like other things on my mind that i was like okay i could possibly like this better and even if I don't end up liking this media thing, then there's always yeah. another option, you know? <laughs> exactly. Nothing's Life final. is full
0: of opportunities,
2: my child. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, that was the reason. It just wasn't my thing, my preference, you know yeah. what I mean? And I It stays an
2: idea sometimes, you know, until you get to where you really want to be at. Exactly. Yeah, so it's all, it's all good. And, and you've got plenty of years now that you're entering your
0: adulthood to decide yes. and know what your path will be. When they pressure you or – okay, usually they give you – direction they're not necessarily pressure you, but I know you've come to me dozens of times approaching me fearful of, you know, what's next. Oh, my God, Mom, you know. yeah, I'm, I'm going to be out of school. That's all I've known, and they're pressuring me to do this and know what I want by next year. How are you supposed to know what you want? Not everybody knows. Some people do. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Some people some straight don't. out of school know exactly what they want to do. And it's okay not to know. And it's okay also not to know. Yeah.
1: yeah sure. So but I think it's also the school, like, they definitely, like, enforce... It on you to yes. like figure out what you're doing. And yes. soon, like I remember when I was in year 10, it was like the transition between year 9 and 10. It was like, year 9 was like you're basically still a kid oh. and then year 10 they start talking about careers. Careers, yeah. yeah yes. Career expo. I was, Expos was Telling you to do all these things to do with careers and then they like stress you out because you're like, I didn't even think about this. Like, yes. And then I feel like that also like can scare people and stress them, but I figured, I was like, it's okay.
0: You'll be fine. Be you've fine, got fine. this, yeah. Good,
1: I'll be fine, for sure.
0: I mean... Salem, what do you think of um, being uh, a, a, an African in diaspora? Uh, where, wh- what what age did you come to Australia? So
2: I came here when I was turning 13.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Very much so. Your story is very was, much similar to we're mine, not that to be different honest, ones. sometimes. See, there yeah. You go. So, yeah, I mean, I, s- I obviously talk to Shamil all the time about growing up in Africa and opportunities being less... I mean, she's a fully born... She's an Australian girl. And it is so different being raised, born and raised in Australia compared to where we had to pick up the culture of Australians and, you know, even just to pitch an idea creatively in the arts back when I was growing up was a no-no. But, you know, today they they do, you know, promote inclusiveness and, like I said, all this social media can get you to places nowadays. and absolutely. You know you're so well culturally aware because you are born and raised here yeah. so i'm sure you'll do just fine in any path oh, that you totally. want to take
1: thank you
0: mm-hmm. if you need any advice from auntie i'll call her auntie is yeah. <laughs> a respectable african way okay yeah,
2: absolutely but yeah
0: if you ever need any advice I you don't know maybe yeah. um you do have cards yeah yes, <laughs> yes maybe salam <laughs> can give us her card and Definitely we can
2: have. you know wonder if i've got the right yeah network yeah, and build connections
0: my yeah. doors are and open. So. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And this is where I think, you know, like there's mother, daughter, myself here. And if, if uh, you know, every home we had a c- discussion, a conversation like this, yes. I think families could really be in a better place. I think so too. Sure. And it's I okay like that, to discuss you. things, and you and know.
1: And like an open conversation. Yeah. Like a judgmental I'm telling you, what you need to do Correct type of thing. Yeah. If you tell me you want to do something and I don't like it, then yes. no. Like yes. Just an open one. Yes. Like everything's on the mm. table. You can be whatever you want.
2: Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> as long as it's Amen. Partner. You've literally summed it up for me. You can be whatever you want. I like that.
0: Shamil, yeah. do you want to close the program or? Yes. Seeing um, you are, you know. <laughs> practicing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Sure. So thank you guys for watching and thank you Salam for coming. Thank you for having me. And thank you for having me as a co-host
0: oh not as your mum oh (laughs) and that as well of (laughs) course (laughs) (laughs) yes and
1: um it was great to speak with everyone today and definitely learned a thing or two and i hope you guys enjoyed